Hey everybody, welcome to Interconnect, where we offer both serious deep dives and fun behind the scenes glimpses of ministry and life with Gaten beyond Sunday. In this first ever Interconnect episode, episode one, we're gonna take a deep dive into Vision 2025 in a three-part series that starts now. Welcome to the first episode of Interconnect, where we're gonna talk about Vision 2025. I am here with certain people that you love and know. <laughs> pastor Mike, introduce yes. yourself. <laughs> yes, I'm Mike Bailey, pastor here at Gaten, and excited to share this time uh, with you and to share where God has been leading us and where we feel he's uh, leading us to the future. I am Kim Lee. I am the kids pastor here at Gaten, and I'm really excited about what God is doing across our church and for what we're going to talk about today. I'm Clint Beasley, the communications director guy. Here's my official title. Yep. So uh, <laughs> in January, Pastor Mike um, started a series called Vision 2025, where he started to dive in and lay the foundation for this new vision that, uh, that we're embracing as a church. Um, and we'll note that, uh, we'll show that on the show notes there in the description below. We'll link to the series where you can go back and watch or listen. It's also on Apple or Spotify podcast. Um, so to sum up Vision 2025, there's four basic elements. Uh, vision, mission, culture, and strategy. And we'll talk more about that here later in our conversation. But first, we want to jump back a little bit. During the uh, Vision 2025 series in January, you referenced Vision 2020. So... Uh, why is Vision 2020, we even watched a video during the series, um, why is Vision 2020 important to this conversation about Vision 2025? Well, yeah, I also think even if you go back, right, that we are building, you know, we, we didn't start this. This is something that's preceded us. Um, we look back 30 years. They were meeting uh, at Gaten Elementary School and they made phone calls out and there was this vision to reach the community and that led to a new vision of property and that vision led to having a building and that vision led to um, establishing uh, our Agape Space and Quest and building a building where we could be a, a, an outreach center. And so all these things have been building, each of them a, a vision that was cast and a vision that was followed through with. And so I believe in any vision, you know, you have a starting point and you're, you're progressing through. And I think where we are now is we're continuing to build on that. Why does Vision 2020 matter? Because that's part of the, the next step, right? Uh, we can't get to 2025 effectively if we're not working in, in, in the place that we're at right now. And so focusing on this year helps us um, to gradually progress to where I feel um, having a bigger scope of, of maybe a pioneering looking forward vision is really helpful. And Kim, you were you were here when Vision 2020 was developed. Yes, and we've now arrived in 2020, which felt we're so here. far away. <laughs> um, but we, going off what Mike said, and I think it's so cool that um, as a church, we started in Gaten Elementary School, um, and now Gaten Elementary School is one of our schools that we service through the Space After School Program, which was a part of Vision 2020. Um, and I just think that it is, it is coming a full circle, and um, to be a part of launching the space 
eight, nine years ago as part of Vision 2020. And to be here today, it is maxed out. It is packed. Um, kids are excited to be here. Um, the staff love the kids and pour into kids. I've had a kid part of this program for the last three years. Um, she is loving it here. Um, and ultimately, we want to reach our community. And the space gave us an avenue to do that. Um, and I'm excited now in the next five years about more ways that we can connect to the community. I think Vision 2020 gave us on-ramps into the church building, and now we are looking at the strategy for Vision 2025 and how we can start connecting people now that they're here, now that they're experiencing the ways that God has blessed us physically, and, and our hope is now that we can um, pour into them spiritually that is happening at the space and the quest and, um, and agape and Sunday morning programs and looking for ways to continue to reach the community. I think another thing that excites me too is that you know if you look at vision 2020 you know it was a big vision and it some ways could have felt like man how are we going to achieve this how are we going to get to this level and yet god has fulfilled so many things we have this amazing building uh we have this agape space quest that seem to be full to capacity um but then we connect back to the reason you even have church the reason you know what we're doing uh why we're doing what we're doing goes back two thousand years and so you have this this basis of Jesus establishing the church, and now two thousand years later, we're connected to that, and we're still you know trying to make disciples, build disciples into kids, young adults, families, every age group, every generation. Um, I believe that was part of Vision Twenty Twenty, and I think that's a part of all the you know as Jesus established His vision for His church, His His even command for His church was to make disciples. So yeah, it's pretty cool to think. 2,000 years ago, it's the same message as 2,000 years ago. It's just now we're, we're sharing it in our own context yeah. that works for today. A timeless message in a timely manner in new, new ways. Um, and if you haven't seen that Vision 2020 video, if you missed that in January, that is also linked in the show notes. It's on YouTube. It's, uh, it's pretty cool to watch and see what we hoped for and now take a look at how it is. Uh, how God has blessed that. Um, all right, so <clears throat> over the past couple of years, let's let's jump into how we've developed this vision 2025, because I think I think it helps people to see the process of how it came to be. You know, we launch it and we announce it and start moving toward it, but how did that happen? We've been over uh, the past couple of years, seem to be in a bit of a transition. We've had um, some staffing changes and some seasons of what I would call refinement. God refining us as a staff, as a church, um, as uh, as people, as individuals. So we've had this previous vision, which was Vision 2025, but there's also other vision and missions, uh, vision and mission and strategies along the way that I think we've gotten some distance from where um, if you ask people who have been here a long time, you know, what's our, our mission and our strategy? They may not actually be able to tell you. And then also we've had a lot of new people come and be a part of it, but they're kind of disconnected from that. It's not really something that was that was theirs that, that we've developed since they've been here. Um, so we wanted a mission for everybody to, uh, a vision for everybody to embrace. Um, we recognize that need. So let's talk about the steps in developing that. How did that start? And what was the, the thought process behind that? And, 
Well, I think a lot of conversations behind the scenes, we, you know, we have our servant leadership council are, that, that are talking about vision um, and having those vision questions. Our staff is talking about those vision questions. And, you know, even for me coming in as a new pastor three years ago, the talk is, okay, now where do we go? What, what's the next chapter for Gaten? Um, I think we talk about uh, the concept of uh, originally every life changed by Jesus. And that is a, that is a great statement and it's a powerful statement, um, but, the, but we would dive into it and ask questions, say, what does that really mean? Um, how can we live that out? And is that, is that too general? Or uh, can we be more specific? Can we find some, some areas where we can align a, a clear vision that everyone can understand and we can all come, come around? And I think just those conversations and, and a lot of prayer, and I think the spirit leading um, began to focus, okay, now, you know, why did God put us in short pump? Why did God put us at this time? And, and how is he already working and how can we get involved with that? Those are some of the conversations that are happening and, and really wanting to be led by the Spirit of God to get us to a place where we can have a clear vision um, and that we're hearing voices, not just, you know, it wasn't just me, it wasn't just even just, you know, a few people, but it was, you know, leaders getting together and talking these things through and saying, you know, what are these specifics? How can we define them? How can we uh, come up with terms that will make sense, but also give some real clarity to where we're trying to go? So I think that was a lot of the behind the scenes, what people may not know about was there was a lot of prayer and a lot of discussion about how do we move forward in a way that makes sense and, and, and gives some focus. And I would say I'm one of those people who, if you would ask me three, four years ago, what's our mission here? What's our strategy? Fully was behind it, but I don't know that I could have regurgitated it. Um, so it's exciting to now have something. I don't know how many times in the last month the words, be disciples who make disciples, has come out of my mouth. It's there. It is something that I feel like I believe in, I can invest in, and it is it is accessible um, to those walking around, leading, serving, um, figuring out who you want to be um, as a Christ follower, but also who the church is and what, what God has called the church to be. Um, I have watched this play out the last few weeks just with our students, um, our high school students who have grown up through ministry programs here, um, who have taken on leadership roles as they have went into middle and high school, um, and now leading in the youth group and serving their peers and teaching their peers. I have um, watched student last week um, in, in the community go out and, and gather a group of people who do not go to church um, and say, let me help you through this transition point that you're experiencing as they go from middle school to high school. Um, that was self-led. She believed she could do it um, because what she has experienced here and, and being poured into, being championed. I watched last night another one of our high school students lead his peers um, speaking at, at youth group. And, and I said to, to his parent, um, how are, how are you already here? How, how you know, he, he has done this. And, um, and she said it's because of what he experienced here, um, that he had people pursue him, champion him, believe in him. And now he is able to leave this place and own his faith and go out and lead his peers in the next generation. And I'm just so proud as a church that we are doing this. Um, we now have language to surround it through our strategy of gather, connect, circle, and champion, and, and finding different ways that people can live out um, what God has called this church to be. And I think also part of the conversation was, you know, you can say yes to a lot of different things, right? And that can become a huge challenge um, because there's only, you know, the more things you put on your plate, the less you can really 
do things with, right? I mean, you can't digest everything, you can't do everything. And so figuring out what are those things that we can do really well and, and narrow, narrowing down those things so that, all right, here's what we know we can put energy into that will be effective. We're seeing it be effective. Um, let's, so we can say, what are we going to say yes to? What are we going to say no to? How can we work together? And, and really, um, we only had a, have a limited amount of energy and ability and all these things. How do we focus those things into the places that make the most sense? And, and really where we feel God is leading us, you know, that he, his spirit is, is guiding us through those things. So Yeah. And it hasn't been just a... Uh it wasn't just like a, we came up with an idea and that's what it is. It's gone over like a lot of iterations oh, and sure. talking and, you know, removing things that we didn't like or, or we didn't feel like was right. I remember walking into your office several times and seeing your whiteboard with all kinds of like drawings mm-hmm. all over it. And I'm like, what is that? I don't know what that means. What is this? You know, cups and uh, wine glasses. And- <laughs> yeah, not wine glasses. <laughs> no, wine, so, no, 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 like drawing, you know, like, pouring water. But it feels like, you know, um, <laughs> the idea that, you know, you really to get somewhere, you got to find out where you're not going, mm-hmm. right? And Edison, I think he said, you know, he, he found a couple thousand ways of how to not make a light bulb, right? Or, you know, whatever. It's just, you learn through the process. And I think it is a refining process. It's a, you know, a cultivating, uh, pruning process where God kind of reveals things. And I think a lot of what I learned was it's already kind of in us. Mm -hmm. We just got to pull it out. And and then we all kind of begin to see that same thing. Oh, we all are seeing that this is something we need to focus on. We're all seeing that this is where we need to put our energy and attention. So. And I think across the church, it's not just, you know, I think as I talk to more people, you get the sense that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, that's that that was um, where where God was leading us. When I think about pruning, I I'm not a gardener, so that that's a hard analogy for me to get. But I do um, don't mind cleaning. And um, so when I think of cleaning out my closet, my kid's closet, that it's a daunting task. But once you get into it and once you start weeding away what is not necessary, what you don't need, um, what you can't utilize anymore, which doesn't make, you know, mornings most effective, the job becomes manageable. You get rid of what's just not necessary or what's, you know, if my kid's never going to wear it, then I don't need it hanging in the closet. Mm -hmm. And, And then I feel so much better. Then I can go in there with a fresh perspective, a fresh um start to, to the day and realize that was so necessary. Yeah. yeah. My plants self prune because they die and they just, <laughs> well, and I think to too, off. another analogy too, could be apps on a phone. Like how many apps uh, do you actually yes. use on your phone? Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta exit those out and, and get them off your phone because yeah, you have a lot. I don't use all, I don't, but I mean, I don't really, isn't it, game. don't you get in that routine? You're only really using four or five yes. of them. Right, yeah. Yes. And so wouldn't it be wise if you could, just make your focus those four or five apps or even in church like how can we make sure there's a lot of really good things we can do but what are the things god put us here to do what are the things that that we can really all put our energy together and i think that was the discussion how do we get to that place Mm -hmm. where we can share that clearly and um it's helpful for people to understand that yeah cool so we'll uh let's dive in now to the specifics of let's break it down section by section vision 2025 